0: Welcome to the Radical Personal Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Sheets. I don't remember what episode today is, so we'll just wing that. And if you care too much about what episode it is, go to the blog and figure out what number is at the top of this. But uh, today I am excited to do our first interview that's going to be going up on the podcast. And I'm going to be interviewing somebody who is uh, one of my favorite online uh, Uh, forum participants. I first found him over in the Mr. Money Mustache forums. Uh, He goes under the screen name IP Daily, um, real name Will McClendon, and reached out to Will to interview him uh, regarding how to save money on your cell phone bill. Uh, Interestingly, I think one of the things that I think about uh, in our current uh, culture, one of the expenses that we have most people. That's different than ten years ago. One of the few expenses that's higher than ten years ago is the amount of money that we spend on our mobile devices. It's absolutely huge, and so if we could figure out how to get all of the same usage and convenience and features, but do it for a lot cheaper, that would be a uh, a really good place to start. So, with that, Mister IP Daily Slash Will, welcome to the Radical Personal Finance Podcast.
1: Great to be here, Joshua, and hello, Greater Intertrons. <laughs>
0: So you are the author of the world famous super guide to. Uh, let's see, I don't remember the title. The super guide to self all all things cell phone VoIP um, and communications guide over on the Mister Money Mustache. Why did you why did you ever r- start writing that thing? I'm curious. Well,
1: uh, it wound up uh, kind of coming out of several years worth of uh, research and experience on, on the subject, and after seeing Dahlink's uh, article or uh, thread that. That they'd posted, I realized there, there's so much information out there that really needs to be condensed down and presented in, in a concise uh, in a concise format, and that's kind of what brought brought about the uh, super guide and ultimately uh, the online resource. Uh, their technical So
0: I forgot to mention. Yes, yes. you blog over at techmeshugana.com. Correct. And then, uh, any other online presence that you want to uh, tell us about? Not here. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Good call. So let's um, let's get people's attention, uh, hopefully, because our goal today, if we if we succeed in this in this interview, our goal today is to provide, I don't know, maybe this will be an hours of audio that at the end of it is going to help people save tons and tons of money on their cell phone bills and on their communications bills. So let's get a little teaser here, and, and uh, why don't you go first. Walk us through what you spend every month, what you used to spend every month, and um, just a quick overview of of, of, of the, the features and things that you have now and the price that you're paying, and then I'll go after you do.
1: All right. Well, uh, right now we're spending on average uh, about $70 a month for two cell phones, Home phone, business line, internet connection, and entertainment.
0: (laughs) Nice. And the average cost in America is probably...
1: About $250 for the same thing.
0: (laughs) That would probably sound about right. (laughs) So this is going to be good. So I'll tell you my story, too. I used to spend, um, even just with AT&T back in the day, my wife and I used to spend... $230 Two hundred and thirty bucks a month for you know unlimited everything plans, talk, text, data, and two two iPhones and an iPad, and um, and then plus all the rest of it. We've gotten it down in our household. We've gotten it down to ten bucks a month for my iPhone, ten bucks a month for her iPhone, fifteen dollars a month for Comcast internet, and that is it. Uh, we do the TV stuff over there. So I think I've got you beat, but I'm about to add a. Uh, I'm about to add a, a, a VoIP phone, so that's going to go up probably a couple bucks a month. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm going to I'm edging up, but that's all right. I got the room under forty bucks a month for for the two of us.
1: Well, considering the fact that you got lucky and only have to pay fifteen bucks a month with Comcast, it's is just absolutely phenomenal. I'd like to know how you pulled that off, honestly,
0: but you, you know, here, I'll tell you, it's, it's actually it's actually a story. So, we moved into the house that we lived in about six months ago, uh, seven months ago. And at that point in time, I was shopping for internet, and I started going around and trying to see I actually was jumped off of your super guide over to the uh, I think you recommend in their broadband reports, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I jumped over to broadband reports and I was trying to find you know what I could find. I didn't find any useful data for my area, uh, which is Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, West Palm Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, off of broadband reports or anything there. I tried kind of following all the links, didn't find anything. So I just said, well, let's see what who's here, and it's Comcast and it's AT uh, and T, UVerse. Oh, what
1: a duopoly to choose from!
0: <laughs> yeah, wonderful. <laughs> so here was the deal: as I went online, I, the best deal was just right listed on the front of Comcast website, and they were offering me something for fourteen ninety. Uh, they offered something for fourteen ninety nine. So I was shopping around and the best deal at that time was that I could find was Uverse was offering something for 22 or 23.99. So I called Comcast. I said, "Hey, I want this deal." The rep said, "Oh, that deal's not available in your area." I said, "I just saw it on the website. What do you mean it's not? And I put in my my address and everything. I said, "No, it's not it's not it's not available." So I said, "Well, fine. I got to I got to go back and shop at all." So I called back 5 minutes later, speak to a different rep. And I say, hey, I'd like this $14.99 deal. And they said, okay, no problem. So they gave it to me right over the phone. Five minutes later, the deal that wasn't available five minutes previously was now magically available with a different rep at uh, $14.99 a month for, for Comcast.
1: <laughs> well, is that a is that a fixed thing or if, just for a so, year?
0: So I'm not sure um, because I'm, if it's a year, that's fine. I'm fine with it. I'll shop it again. I actually just got a – Uh, A letter in the mail a a flyer last week from uverse offering it to me for 15 same same price basically so they must be trying to match comcast i asked the rep i said is this expire after a year is this an intro to contract and they assured me on the phone that no this was a um a long-term a long-term rate oh
1: wow score i don't believe
0: it. (laughs) yeah i don't really believe it because i think you know in in another six months probably going to jump up and i'll have to call and we'll play that whole game but um, but for now, it's working well, and, and thanks to you, I, I went with um, – that was a really cheap rate on the three – I think I have three megabits per second, mm-hmm. and you – based on your guide, I, I decided, well, that's enough is the three megabits per second, um, but they were trying to push me up to the faster connection. Well, of course they were. I was confident not – <laughs> so you've saved me lots of money already. So thank excellent, you. Excellent,
1: excellent. Yeah, and I, I gotta admit, yes, I, I'm I'm spending about seventy bucks a month. Uh, you, you technically got me beat right now, but we we don't have any. Uh, but we're not under any contracts. Uh, this is the regular rate that we're paying, and I, I'm I'm one of those people. I'm not a big fan of you know doing the monkey dance, trying to you know fight for an hour to uh, get get the bill back down a lot. I, just the fact that what we're spending today is less than what we used to just spend with AT and T alone for our cell phone service. That's pl- <laughs> that's plenty enough for me. You know why do I need to really push? that much further down.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. So, let's see. Let's start with what is going on in the world of cell phones and 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 put the build the foundation for us. So, if we're going to provide a useful guide to people, what what are the the basic building blocks that each person needs to look at? to figure out what would be right for their situation. Well,
1: uh we we should if we're going to talk about recent news in the cell phone uh industry, we should probably uh hit on some of the recent news here lately coming out of uh T-Mobile, AT&T and Verizon. Uh the, this whole the, the this whole jump program where people where they're trying to get people to pay more money to be able to continue to upgrade their devices every few months.
0: Uh, Really? I haven't heard of
1: that. Yeah, this is actually just like the past week or so that this has really started to to come up. And it was on the heel of T-Mobile's supposed announcement of doing away with, you know, contracts and early termination fees, which, let's be honest here. Okay, You're, you're spending... $70 a month with uh, T-Mobile before they uh, do oath their contracts. And when you, when you were paying that $70 a month, you had, you, you had a two-year contract where you had to pay the, for the phone and they wouldn't carry or unlock the phone for you until you finished that two-year contract. And you couldn't go anywhere else or reduce your, your plan any. Now they offer you, say, a $60 a month plan, or you're spending another $10 a month on a cell phone that uh, you cannot uh, carry or unlock for two years until it's paid off, and you can't take your uh, business elsewhere until you pay off the rest of the phone. Is it just me, or does that sound like the exact same deal?
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But.
1: On the heels of this announcement, uh, well, if you want to call a few months heels, uh, they wound up introducing the new Jump program to introduce another layer of contract to bleed customers for another 10 bucks a month. And the reason why they are doing this is the, re- the reality of the American cell phone market is we're at market saturation. We have 110%... Market uh, penetration in this country with cell phone usage
0: wow, interesting
1: yeah, and it 's still growing, and it 's partly because of this it 's the tablet movement not, there, you have no idea how many people you know wind up owning like two devices it 's yeah. it, insane it, it really is, and they're they 're getting desperate. And they're trying to find ways to continue to bleed the customer for as much money as possible. And this is, this has been the latest the latest fad. Instead of you know actually giving people reasonable rates and you know allowing them the freedom to to choose not because they're they've become an indentured. Uh, slave to, to the cell phone carrier, but because the cell phone carrier is actually providing a good enough service to keep them. It,
0: okay. Go ahead. Uh, it's
1: it, it's the complete opposite of what you'd expect in a free market capitalist
0: society, let's be
2: honest. I,
0: mean, but, I hear you, but I'm going to disagree with okay. you a little bit, because here's why. Wouldn't you say... um that isn't there. Is it, It's just my impression. Is that there's actually the the big four are going that direction, but there are lots and lots and lots and lots more choices coming out, especially if you're willing to switch over to the prepaid world. And so now, you know, that's our job basically is to get the get the information out well, there, right? Uh,
1: yeah, but the thing is, is ultimately we're still primarily dealing with the same big four carriers, even though we're going through a uh, third party that's buying in bulk and and th- this is not th- this is not what you would consider straight up free market capitalism because if that were the case we we'd be operating not based on contracts and And trying to get as much money out of the customer as possible, but actually offering an affordable service up front to begin with and such a good service that you're willing to stay without a contract.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. all right, so let's start with uh, working off an outline here. Mm-hmm. Let's start with some myths that we've got listed here. Myth number one: prepaid versus postpaid.
1: Well, that that kind of goes into the the insanity here w- w- within this country with cell phone usage. I uh, so many people here are conditioned to think that we need to we, we need to be postpaid with our cell phone service because prepaid is for poor people and for criminals.
0: Who needs the throwaway phone that yeah. Jason Bourne buys in the the you know the the train station in England? Yeah, right? it, it,
1: but the, the the reality is is that we're uh, the United States and Canada is an aberration in the cell phone market. Uh, Europe and Asia alone are about seventy percent prepaid customers. Are you going to are, are you going to tell me that seventy percent of uh, European cell phone buyers are poor and criminals? Uh, And, I mean, India and Africa are over 95% prepaid. I want to say the the global average of the roughly 6 billion cell phones working and operational in the world, I want to put it somewhere like 85-90% are prepaid. So, Mm -hmm. clearly, prepaid in this country, has just gotten a bum rap from, from the, uh, the burner phones that you get down at Walmart. Uh, you know, your track phones, your Net10, and, and, and the like. So, but, but the reality is, is that most of the world pays for what they get, and not get billed for what they $3, use, three thousand dollars for
0: traveling to, to Europe with your phone that you left the data on. <laughs> exactly,
1: they're not they're not going into contracts. They're not subsidizing their cell phone purchases. They're paying, they're they're paying for the phones up front for for their actual value, and they are and they are paying for what they use, plain and simple. And there there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm with you. It, I think prepaid seems like it was back when cell phones were you know coming out of the bricks on your hip or the car phone type of era it seemed like prepaid was an option but it seems to me as it, you know as a young as a young guy that they they seemed to only ever work for the like you said the burner phone at Walmart and so when you say I want a nice device I want a fun device I want something that does does more for me you don't usually traditionally think of prepaid exactly you know. But, you know, with my $10 a month, that's a prepaid plan, and I love it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, next myth, unlimited anything.
1: Well... Let's face it, nobody needs unlimited anything. Uh, y- y- oh, I- I've lost track of how many people I've talked to who say they need like unlimited text. And then I ask them, well, how many text messages are you sending a month? And they're, oh, 500, 600. And it's like, <laughs> you're kidding me, right? I, on, prepaid, on most prepaid plans, I, some of the cheapest uh, text rates out there are like two cents a text message. Five hundred messages is ten bucks, and you're you're telling me that you need to. You're not calling anyone. You're not using any data, but you need to send like five six hundred messages a month. So that's why you're justifying spending something like fifty five sixty dollars a month on your cell phone service. Exactly. And and that applies to minutes, uh, minutes data messages anything i i mean you don't you don't need unlimited anything and everything is finite we're not talking about you know we're not talking about infinite minutes here there's only so many hours a day that you can be awake and and using this stuff so (laughs) be be aware of what you're actually using and odds are you're not using near as much as you think you are.
0: Daley, here's one, here's one uh, important point, though, is you are right for adults. But from what I read about 13-year-old girls, the number of texts they can use, oh, <laughs> they might actually need unlimited texting, right? Don't,
1: don't get me started on, <laughs> uh, on teenage girls and texting. That <laughs> will just derail the entire thing. <laughs> All right, next, data. Well, data uh, – Basically, you don't really need as much data as you think. If you're using your phone as an actual, honest-to-goodness, portable emergency communications device, that means you're going to be using email, SMS text alternatives maybe a little bit of a GPS data or something like that and, and very, very light web browsing to uh, look up resources or whatnot. That's nowhere near as much data as you think it is. I mean, you, you could easily, you know, with, with, with the right phone and cutting out any streaming, anything like streaming media or, or heavy, heavy, GPS usage, you really don't need much data. I mean, we're, we're talking about with some SMS text replacement applications like Kick and XMS, we're talking close to like a thousand SMS sized equivalent text messages and one megabyte of data.
0: Wow. Well, the, the, the data thing is Is interesting and it ties in with what you just said unlimited anything Mm because the thing that frustrated me what finally got me and hear this AT&T if you're listening what finally got me I think I was an AT&T customer for at least a decade probably more than a decade what finally got me was for years I paid for an unlimited data plan and because it was you know the original data plans I was grandfathered in and it couldn't couldn't get it and I enjoyed using data there would be all the data from the applications um, that you know, just the normal apps that I would use. But then I also would—I I love streaming. You know, the reason I do a podcast is because I love streaming audio. I, I I would you know stream hours of video off of off of YouTube. So I I was a heavy data user. I think my record was something like five or six gigs one month. But anytime I would get you know any any heavy data usage. Even with my unlimited plan, AT and T would send me this little pop up thing on my phone that would say, "Well, you know, you're you get, we're going you're near your cap, so we got to cut you cut you down." So, unlimited data didn't exist, and all I did was just change my usage a little bit and um, quit streaming streaming media uh, over over it, and just download the you know download podcasts before and then um, watch videos when I'm on Wi Fi, and it, it it's, it's worked well for me.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how much a little bit of preparation can do to uh, pretty much gut your data usage.
0: Yeah, exactly. And even if even if people are because here would be one difference is that even if people do have a lot of applications that they like to use a lot of times, most of them, at least in my experience is they don't actually use that much data. I would mm-hmm. never. I, what is the average usage? Is one gig right in this country? Yeah, something Probably. like that. And it, it, even that seems embarrassingly high. Honestly, it is. And if I if I didn't stream anything just from applications, um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that 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 much. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not that much data from the applications. Yeah. Um, Next, you've got we've got on our outline here hours. Uh, Hours. uh, Well, hours are uh, you know talking about this like seven to seven thing where you've got a. Uh,
1: Yeah. Well.
0: And hours in the day. All that stuff just has always seemed goofy to me. It's like all these little these little things of okay, you get you know free self The thing I hear is this: I've got a family plan, so I get my six friends that I always talk to, and I put them on my family plan, and you know, so we get free usage between you know after seven o'clock p.m. And like you said, how often do you really yeah. you know do you really spend four hours on the phone? If you have a girlfriend or something, that's your that's your one person that you talk to. I get it but it it, well, seems...
1: it it ties back into the unlimited anything uh, you, you don't need unlimited data you don't need unlimited hours it, you you again you, you only have a finite amount of time and trying to to game for you know prime times or, or or anything like that that that's wasting your own time you should have the freedom to be able to just talk whenever you need to and you, you when when you're trying to utilize their off-peak hours or whatnot to to be able to get that unlimited time, it, the, the game, the system, to try and keep your your costs down lower, you're just it, it speaks to a need for situational awareness, honestly.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and yep. and on and honestly, if you're if you're if you're waiting until after eight p.m. to make a call, anyway. You're probably already home, and you you might as well, you know, take advantage of much cheaper data and, and phone services at home than, you know, using your mobile service.
0: Yeah. All right, here's my favorite. Daily, I'm going to save so much money if I bundle my internet and my cable TV and my cell phone and my my car payment all in the same uh, payment. Ah,
1: yes. The the what what's known in, to the insiders in the industry is the triple play. Being able to get the phone, the internet, and like cable TV all together in one package. You know why they love selling you bundled packages? Because they can inflate the money. The, uh, the bills that they want to charge you just that much more.
0: Yeah. I'll tell a little personal story. Years ago, I used to work for a market research company, and one of the things that we, one of the many, we worked a lot with um, fast food restaurants, Mm -hmm. and we worked with a famous fast food restaurant brand, and I got to see some of the data that they used, and it's very interesting. They, this this particular brand um, at one point was offering Um, extreme these huge burgers with multiple multiple patties Um, so you know you can have the one the one patty burger the two patty burger the three patty burger and the four patty burger and you look at the four patty burger and the thing is the size of your head and you say what what person would ever eat the hamburger that looks like that well, what the research showed very consistently is if the biggest burger that was on the menu was a three-patty burger. The restaurant might serve a total of five of them, and they would sell. They would sorry, sorry, they would sell in one day five of them. But you know, they would sell lots and lots of two-patty burgers. But if they put a four-patty burger on the on the menu, they would sell maybe like four of the the four four or five of the four-patty burgers. But they would sell dozens and dozens and dozens of the three-patty burgers. So everyone would go from the two-patty up to the three-patty. And um, to me, that's like bundling is that – well, listen. I, I probably don't need this, you know, this 483 channel package on my on my cable TV, and I don't need necessarily, you know, fifty, you know, fifty gigs of of speed on my. I don't even know what the speed ones are. Fifty megabytes of speed on my internet. But if I bundle it all together, it's only three hundred and forty two dollars a month.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. And I mean, the thing is, is if I had actually, you know, gone for the triple play with Cox where I, I'm paying for even just basic cable TV, you know, basically getting the exact same stations I get over the air with the rabbit ears for free and bundled our home phone with them and the Internet, I would probably be spending somewhere in the neighborhood of about $130, $140 a month instead of 70 so yeah. it, it, it just goes to show as long as you keep control of who you get your, your services provided from, you are always going to be able to uh, get a deal cheaper than trying to bundle everything into one bill with someone else. It may be slightly more convenient for, uh, for billing purposes only paying one company, but how much of your money is worth that convenience?
0: Yeah and seriously put it on an automatic payment off a credit card and it's just as convenient. Yeah. All right, business use versus home use. Well,
1: the the whole uh business use versus home use if you're using uh if you are using your your phone for business use then your employer should be paying for it. So if you're using the whole excuse of I'm I have to use my cell my cell phone x number of minutes that, because it's for business. Then yeah, you can justify maybe a uh, a postpaid uh, contract or something with with one of the major carriers. But honestly, under those situations, your employer should be paying for it, not you. And I mean, home use. Uh, Again, if you're using it at home,
0: why are you on your cell? Why
1: (laughs) are you on your cell phone? It is specifically designed to be a mobile device, and it it, you've got to you got to think about this stuff. If you know what you're getting into and what you're using it for, you you can figure out how to better save on it. And the, the thing with with mobile services is is it's expensive to be mobile. So why are you using mobile services when you're stationary?
0: Yeah, and on that point, I think there's, this is one of the reasons why stuff changes so much is because it used to be that using the cell phone was expensive. Mm-hmm. So people would you know change, have the cell phone as being expensive, and then they would use the home line. Well, then, what happened is cell phone prices seem to come down so much. People say, "Well, I use the cell phone. I prefer that. not just dump the home line." And so, you know, my wife and I don't have any kind of, of, of you know, wired line. And that's where we get into VoIP, um, voice over IP. And in, in that, if you don't have a voice over IP solution, then the not using the cell phone thing doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So you've got to get the voice over IP solution into into play. But once it does. Like you said, there goes, there's plenty of time. It's all, I mean, you, you can get unlimited services for a couple bucks a month versus, you know, the big, the much, relatively much larger cost on the mobile device. Mm-hmm. And then on the business use thing, I agree with you. Um, if 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 you've got to use your phone for work, um, you should consider, you know, that your boss needs to pay for it. And, the, and then the other thing is that do you really want all your work on your phone? You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I I I do. I keep my phone with me, um, and I do business on my phone. But I often think very hard about it. Is am I really that important? Yeah. That I have to be available all that time. And you read any productivity book, you read any productivity blog, you read any lifestyle blog, and one of the first things that people should consider is: Do I, am I that important that I need to be answering my email constantly, or can I do it during normal hours? Mm-hmm so i'm with you um so let's start start at the beginning um so so i would say step 1 calculate what you actually need and uh, and and talk us through how to do that but here here's my my thing one of my big pet peeves is when people assume that that they uh when people assume that every situation is equal so you know you i may not use I may not be on the road much, um, and I may not use my, my phone that much. But then again, I may be a contractor who's on the road constantly. Okay. So I would say count what you actually need, but count it. Because I used to be on the road a lot, and when I actually sat down, and even though I was on the phone a ton on the, on the road, when I actually sat down and counted it, it was nowhere near what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so walk us through walk us through your thoughts. Well,
1: uh, basically, you need to start by inspecting your bills. Uh, you gotta count the usage on minutes, and we're not just talking the minutes they bill you for, but your off-peak minutes, uh, your in-network minutes. Count all your minutes every month for like the past three, four, three, four months. Average them out. Get get some solid uh, statistical analysis going on on how much how, how many minutes you're using. Then do it. Do it, again, for your texting and for your data. Find out what the baseline is on actual usage for your phones. They're not just giving you those bills to collect money. They are giving you, they are basically giving you a tool that you could potentially use to educate yourself to what your needs actually are without you having to sit down and keep track of all of it yourself.
0: Yeah, and most of the big ones, especially if you're, if, you're, if you're with a big carrier, they've got a nice thing online where you can pull it up online and you can chart it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have that, if you don't have the paper bills, if you don't have the online bills, um, you can use the counter on the phone, right? Yep. And, and it'll tell you your total talk time. It'll tell you when it was last reset and then, you know, reset it once a month and mm-hmm. see 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 how it goes, you know, for a couple of months.
1: Absolutely. And uh, from that point, uh, once you know what you're using – and when, figure out where you're actually using it. Is it mostly at home? Is it mostly at work? Is is it on the road? If, If you know how much you're using, and you know how much of it you're using in these stationary locations where you already have, you know, network access or something like that, then then don't use your cell phone to communicate with use a use a voip service you know bring back the home phone
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can see a youtube video of you <laughs> got your your beard and saying bring back the home phone please people <laughs> we should create that <laughs> indeed Use your avatar off of uh, off of Mister Money Mustache and, and stick that on there and say, "Bring back the home phone."
1: <laughs> but I mean, I mean, even with you know SMS replacements and the like, you, if you're if you're at home, use your home data and and use VoIP services and use your home connection for for internet access. I've lost track of how many people who, who I've talked to who pay. Netflix like eight bucks a month to stream video to their to their iPhone, and then I find out they usually watch the videos at home. But are they even connected to their home network? No, they're streaming the video over the three G or or LTE service, spending just that much more money. It's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why why spend the money on? on data service, if you're not going to actually use it at home. And if you have a cheaper source of data at home, why would you not use that instead of the uh, data service that they're going to gouge you for over the air? So it, uh, what, what? you got to, you got to take advantage of what you have available and you ultimately need to realize that, landline anything is typically going to be cheaper, plain and simple.
0: Yeah. And so, and so there's basically kind of just a couple of things. Number one, if you can move data usage over to your home internet, it's pretty easy to do. So switch out one app that you always stream data, audio through and switch it to an app that you download the audio first. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two is, um, Get a voiceover IP phone yep. and switch your talking to that. And then number three is consider some kind of easy SMS replacement. The one that works works well for me is the main person that I would text would always be my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would imagine that I'm not the only one that you know. It's it's not uncommon for couples or spouses to sp- send you know lots and lots of text. Yeah, messages. T-
1: typically like seventy eighty percent of anyone's uh, text usage is between the same two or three people.
0: Yeah, so we just we just switched to Skype. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's on a computer, I'm at a computer. My phone can do Wi-Fi, um, Skype on Wi-Fi. So we just switched to Skype on the phone or on the computer, and um, you know, there went hundreds of text messages, and that was an easy thing to do. And if she needs me, she'd text, she text she can still text me, uh, but you know, but for the most part, most of those those other times we just use Skype instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so next on our outline here the wonderful world of early termination fees. <laughs> let do the math.
1: Okay. Well, uh, once you know what you're actually using and you start, you know, pricing prepaid alternatives, you can, you, you can sit down and you can actually do the math to see if a uh, breaking contract makes sense financially. And you'd be surprised more often than not. It does make sense financially. If you're, if you're in for a hundred bucks a month, and you're in, in reality you could get away with only spending like twenty, twenty five dollars a month on service and you've still got like a year left on your contract. Think about how much money you can potentially save, you know, just going from a hundred to twenty five dollars a month, you've got a two hundred dollar ETF, uh I mean, let's see, you'd basically break even in four months. And start saving money. Shortly thereafter, it, it you once you know what it cost, what what, what the price is on your head, and yeah. how much longer you have left on the contract, and how much money you can save, you can figure out if it makes financial sense to just pay the money and get out or not. And so many people think that they need to wait out their contract, when in reality they shouldn't because doing so's just going to be flushing that much more money down down the crapper. Uh, excuse my language. <laughs> and and what what's more important, actually saving money or trying to take the easy way?
0: Well, plus I'll, I'll add to that because I think you're exactly right. I terminated I paid the early termination con, uh fees uh when I switched out of AT, AT&T. Uh, and I, because I calculated that in two months I'd make back that whole early termination fee. Um, I don't know any really good formula for figuring out if it's worth it or not. I mean, how do you, it's hard to say, okay, at three months it's worth it, but at four months it's not. It's kind of a, a gut call. You could apply some kind of cap rate, capitalization rate as far as what you're making on your investment and say, okay, well, if it's an excess of, I don't know, 10%, it'd be worth it. But to, to me, it's usually pretty simple. But Go, go ahead. Well,
1: uh that's one of the reasons why there's uh, an ETF calculator on the website. So I was just
0: <laughs> just gonna say it, good. So so you t- so um plug for your for dot com yep. and I'll put a link in the show notes. Is you build a nice, pretty, pretty looking, fancy little calculator where you put in your current cost, you put in the early termination fee, and then you put um, uh, and then you you put it there, and it'll tell you when you break even and, and if it's worth it or not.
1: Yep, and sometimes it'll make sense to wait out the contract. Uh, one of those instances is like uh, some of uh, T-Mobile's old contracts where it doesn't you know decrease over time, where where they basically have flat rates on the ETF fee at the six-month, 12-month, and 24-month periods. But now that they've kind of gotten away from that, it doesn't matter as much. But I'm sure there are still some people out there under contract with, with T-Mobile that, you know, there there will be situations where it'll cost less to wait out the contract versus paying off in advance. But typically, no, especially well, if there's a lot of time left on your contract.
0: And there's a whole nother, like, aspect to it, uh, as well, and that's the fact that the reason that you're paying an early termination fee is because you got a, is because you're under a contract, and the reason you're under a contract is because you got a subsidized phone. Yep. So the way that the contracts work is, let's say Apple charges AT&T $600 for, I don't know, an iPhone 5. Well, AT&T will sell it to you for $200 and a two-year contract. So if you leave before the two-year contract, then they pay the early termination fee, and that's where AT&T makes their money on the device. So your choice is, do you want the device? And you may or may not, depending on who you're switching to. So if you're switching from... A device it's only compatible with one option, and you want to switch to something else. You may sell the device, and/or you may just decide that there's a, a cheaper device that can do your job for you. So maybe you're, you've had, you know, iPhones. I'll pick on iPhones because I have one, and that's what I use. You know, let's say you've had iPhones, for, and I know you hate them too, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll make sure to put your link, uh, a link to your iPhone article about why iPhone, why you, uh, why you despise them, <laughs> in the show notes. But, but. The the point is that let's say you've had iPhones for a couple of years and you say you know what I'm done with this, pay the um, terminate the contract, pay the fee, sell the device on eBay uh, or another site, and you probably are going to make more than the early early termination fee, and you might make enough if you've got a an in demand device, you might make enough to turn around and and um, and Buy your whole new device. Well, the
1: thing thing is, is basically the reason for the contracts to begin with is because they're preying on the fact that people stink at math, especially when they're out shopping. They don't actually sit down and run the actual numbers. They just get presented with these reasonable-sounding amounts of money in little chunks, and it overrides common sense. So, basically, because... We as consumers suck at math. They're exploiting that for their own financial gain. But if you actually sit down and look at the uh, cost of breaking contract, you think from the surface looking at it, oh, it'll be more financially beneficial for me to stay put until uh, the end of the contract instead of buying my way out. But in reality, they're they're using that that, uh, emotional bias against you. So always do the math.
0: Amen. <laughs> do you know any, um, off the top of your head, do you know any web, any of, I, I need to research some. My brother ha- uh, used one. Any of the ones that make it easy to sell your device, to resell, uh, to resell your device that aren't eBay?
1: Well, there, there are a couple uh, outfits. I can't remember their names off the top of my head. Um,
0: I'll look them up and put them in the yeah. show notes. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out what that is okay. and I'll put them in the show notes. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head, but yeah. uh, I'll find out. So All right. All right um, devices. Smartphones. Well, do we really
1: need them? <laughs> <laughs> Good
0: question. <laughs> Here, here's my here's my answer to that. When I watched the Steve Jobs um, uh, presentation years ago at the Apple Developers Conference, I actually watched it live. I'm a bit of a I was a bit used to be a bit of a nerd. Uh, I'm still a nerd, but I was into that you know that, that stuff years ago. When I watched him give his presentation, I still remember the slides you know flashing. Uh, communication device, web browser, Music storage thing I said I need this iPhone Look how cool it is I need it I need it I need it I need it But I tell you At this stage I'm kind of over it It's not really as exciting As it used to be
1: Well that's the thing I, When you start slapping Several functions Into a singular device You wind up having To compromise On its design And you wind up Having a device That stinks at everything Let's, let's, let's be honest here When was the last time You used a smartphone That was actually good At making telephones phone calls and typing <laughs> out messages
0: <laughs> and didn't mute and didn't mute at, you know half of my calls were the person saying hello hello because my cheek bumped the mute thing <laughs>
2: yeah uh, and
1: iPhones Android phones Blackberries these things I, I don't doubt that some of the features are very useful for some professionals. If you actually have a need and purpose for a lot of this stuff, then yeah, spend the money because you are investing in a tool. But so many people don't realize how many feature phones today, were you aware that a hundred dollar Nokia Asha is capable of doing GPS navigation? No. Exactly. Yeah. You'd be surprised at what feature phones are actually capable of doing from a technological standpoint now, even on like the J2ME platform. It's just you don't need a smartphone to get some of some of this functionality.
0: What do you classify as a feature phone? Because that, that's uh, – you're talking about the thing with the nine-digit keypad? Or well, is fe- phone?
1: feature phone is basically any phone that isn't an actual full-blown smartphone. But the thing is, is that the line has been kind of blurred between the two. With the, advan- with the proliferation of cheap technology, I, ultimately what defines a smartphone is is software and the availability of apps and but the the industry basically puts the divider between smartphone and feature phone as iPhones and Android devices and like BlackBerry those are smartphones and uh J2ME based devices and and simple phones with just di- uh keypads on them or something like that those are more regarded as as feature phones and Kind of in the nebulous in between, you've got Nokia's old Symbian devices and and a few other little platforms. Uh, it it, it kind of depends. I think what really defines a smartphone is exactly how much ridiculous amounts of uh, hardware you have to throw into the device to make it functional. <laughs> Just jacking the price up that much further. So.
0: Got it. Well, I'll, I'll I'll I see both sides of the smartphone thing. I have friends um, I have friends who are actually app developers, and um, you know, apps are fun. Uh, they, they they really are. They're fun to use. I have some language apps that I enjoy using. I, I have apps are fun, but the reality is is that if I if I'm actually honest. I'm not a bit more productive because I've got a fancy checklist. I'm no more productive because I've got a fancy checklist on my phone than I did if I had a three-by-five card with a list on it.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> and I'm not any more fit because I can. Tra- I still don't go running. Just because I can track my run with a GPS doesn't mean I actually go running. Yep. <laughs> and the reality is, is that the stupid iPhone bouncing on my arm with the armband is not nearly as comfortable as my you know tiny little iPod Nano. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, it's basically, <laughs> the more features you have on there, the more likely it is to distract you from doing things. And and, you know that distraction has gotten out of hand. Let's be honest. It's gotten out of hand. People walking down the street no longer are even civil to one another because they're staring into these tiny little glowing rectangles instead of interacting with one another. We've become a society <laughs> afraid of being bored. And yeah. And it damages the the fabric of of our society. Do, Do we really want to contribute to that damage and decline? If you do keep using your smartphone every waking minute of the day. It'll, it'll, it'll chew up your time. It'll make you feel like you're being productive without actually doing so. Uh, you'll never have to think about anything ever again. And, and tra-la, tra-la. And next thing you know, you'll look outside and you know, the, the apocalypse is on the horizon and you'll see giant (laughs) licking flames at the sky and, and, and someone ro- rolling past taking a picture of it uh, and posting it to Twitter and then keeping on. I had, th- this is not the future we want.
0: <laughs> well, tell me how you really feel. I'm, I'm a little confused as to your actual, you know, feelings on the subject.
2: Cell <laughs> no phones are destroying
1: America, people. Wake up. <laughs> there
0: we go. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good news is this: so um, we'll give people we'll give people options if they want to keep their smartphones, yeah. um, and we'll give people options if they don't. Oh, and it's up to them it's up to them what they want to well, do. My, right? My
1: message is is use it as a as a tool. Not not yeah. as an entertainment device. As long as you're using it as a tool, you're going to be able to save money on the device. You're going to be able to be more productive, and you're you're going to be able to actually get more things done. And that's what technology is supposed to do for us: make our yeah. lives genuinely easier. Yeah. And that's what that's what this is about. I want to help people actually reclaim that freedom, and that. That advantage to using the technology, and you can't do it as long as you are a slave to your data plan and your your device, and it's just eating up every waking hour of your day.
0: To be clear, you're not a luddite. No, uh, you're not against technology. You you you're very you have a highly technical. We kind of skipped over any kind of background, but I know from from speaking with you, that you have a technical background. Yeah. You're not a, uh, you just want it to work well and to be in the right place, yeah, right? I've
1: spent a decade and a half in IT. I, I'm, I'm a freelance systems administrator. I work in uh, Unix, BSD, and, and Linux uh, servers for a living. Th- this is what I do. I love technology. I just, it terrifies me to see people becoming enslaved to the technology instead of using it for what it's supposed to be, a tool
0: yeah yeah I'm with you okay um let's give people some tools first of all to keep usage low so uh, walk us through walk us through some tools to keep our usage low so that we can get by with some of the cheaper plans without feeling totally deprived
1: well uh for one I've noticed a lot of people wind up using a lot of data for GPS I, yeah that uh, one's
0: a big deal for me yeah, so I'm interested in. And anything that you've got on that one.
1: Well, the, the nice thing is, is you don't actually need data services for GPS. Uh, like on the Android platform, this is actually a more recent development. But Google Maps has an offline mode. You, you, you plan ahead, and you can load your map onto uh, onto the phone in advance, and then you don't need to use data while you're out in the field. Uh, on the iPhone, uh, there's there's uh, a map there's map software called uh I can't remember the name of it it's from Sygic. It it is a completely offline uh GPS service and of course people have forgotten about you know the the old GPS units that they they uh, used to sell that didn't need any sort of uh uh online data access either and i what about paper maps <laughs> <laughs> You're right. (laughs) Uh, But uh, moving on from GPS, uh, streaming audio and video. You don't need to stream your entertainment. Read a book. Uh, If you really want to listen to audio or watch something, download it and preload it to your phone before you leave. Basically, you know, uh, anything that is bandwidth-intensive and and takes advantage of your need and desire to exploit y- your your impulse control you probably don't a- you either don't need it at all or there are much simpler solutions that you've forgotten about and that that's and and the biggest money pits in, in data usage is is GPS and entertainment yeah y- you plan ahead you eliminate that cost. It's as simple as that.
0: Do you know of any solutions for iPad iPhone to have offline GPS usage? Yeah, that,
1: that was the, uh, that was the one side by side. Side. Yeah. side.
0: Okay. I'll look that up, um, and figure out, um, I'll look that up and include it in the, in the, in the notes. Cause this one's actually it has hurt me, um, because I'm using, uh, well, it's two, two things. Number one is using the iPad internationally, where I didn't have any data, it was useless, um, uh, which was a pain because I didn't realize that one time before I did it. And I was driving across Haiti in a car and um, trying to use my iPad to navigate with, and I had zero data. (laughs) That's a story for another day. But (laughs) that was one experience. And then currently, I'm using AirVoice, and I'm not using the data. So from time to time, I have have an an old-fashioned GPS that just um, you know, an old gar uh, an old Garmin, but uh I'll be interested to look up that yeah, app. That you it's min- called Sijic G P
1: S Navigation.
0: S I J I C K? No, S Y G I C. Okay. Yep. Alright. I'll look that up yep. too. Alright. Uh that's that's useful. Um SMS replacement. Well
1: uh there's there's stuff like XMS, KIC, NIMBUS. Talkonaut, Google Voice. You mentioned Skype earlier. Basically, if you've got if you've got a basic smartphone or, or even a higher end feature phone, a lot of the stuff you don't need to actually use SMS. I mean, yeah, you you can you can keep using SMS, but I mean, XMS and Kick, like I mentioned earlier. You, you can you can pass nearly a thousand messages for one megabyte worth of data. What's cheaper, a thousand messages like on uh, Platinum Tell for twenty bucks, or
0: uh,
1: a thousand messages and one megadata for uh, you know ten cents?
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. What uh, do any of those? Do 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 all of those? How do those work, though, as far as your number? Like, do you ha- are those apps where you have to, the other person has to have that same app to do it? Yes. Or is these,
1: uh, you- a lot of these, you need the same app to do it. It's basically just, an, it, it's basically nothing more than an IM client, like on your desktop computer, except oh. it, a lot of these are specifically targeted for the phones themselves. It's one of the things I like about Talkanaut, personally, because it's not, so much a uh, dedicated uh sms replacement utility type of thing so much as an application that allows you to uh use a jabber server for communicating so you can use like google talk or any of the other uh, jabber
2: XM
1: uh uh what xmpp uh services out there and and you don't have to actually you know use custom applications that are only available for phones. So with Talkinaut, I log into that. If my wife's at home on her computer, kind of like you with Skype, we were able to bridge the uh, cell phone computer divide and be able to continue to message just for the cost of text or for data. So,
0: I'm going to switch it on you. What if with all these apps, um, what's your opinion on switching from a phone with voice and minutes and data? Uh, what about what do you think about switching to a tablet, maybe a small tablet like an iPad mini with a data connection where you're just paying a flat fee for data and then using apps like uh, I use on my iPad. I've used uh, Talkatone to do um, mobile talking and mobile texting off the data connection. What do you think about that approach? Well, I'm...
1: Uh, um I'm not a big fan of paying any extra for the data connection to begin with because what if that what if
0: that place the phone though?
1: Well, uh, the problem there is is going to a pure VoIP solution. Y- you, we'll get to that a little later. I think uh, 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 there there was an encounter that I had a, a few weeks back during uh, during the May 31st tornado out in uh, el reno and and relying on all of your your mobile emergency communications is just a bad idea and we'll, we'll kind of cover that more when we uh get to like some of the carriers
2: okay
0: all right deal um all the other question i have is what do you think about some of these apps um that compress data like, so I saw recently an article on, uh, I don't know how to say it, is it Onavo? I yeah, think, O-N-A- I, yeah, I
1: believe it's Onavo. Uh, they they can cut down on s- some data usage, but the thing is, is that, I like with Onavo on the Android platform, most of Google's traffic's already compressed anyway, and you introduce a, a third-party proxy, they're basically, you know... You're pushing all of your information through their servers, so they're basically able to, you know, sniff all your packets and see what you're doing, and there, there's no such thing as a free lunch. If you're getting a free service here, you need to ask yourself why. But, uh, it can cut down a little bit on data usage, potentially, but if you're already using a phone that's lean on data to begin with and is already, uh, you know, compressing most all of the text-based traffic between the server, uh, the, the origin servers and, and, and your, your phone, and you're mostly sticking to text-based communications anyway, you don't really need that much, uh, compression.
0: Makes sense, makes sense. And then the other one I saw, and I don't know if you know anything about it. I, I haven't used it. I, Opera Mini. I saw an article on that. Do you know anything about yeah, that? Yeah,
1: Opera Mini. They basically they're they're doing uh, they're doing the uh, proxy compression thing again with all of your uh, with, with mm-hmm. all of your usage. I, same thing. It, basically, yeah, it's the same thing. You're pushing all of your web data through their servers to have it optimized and compressed to cut down on. Uh, on data usage, uh, that that's fine if you want someone else rifling through your your online business. But if you're if you're seriously looking at Opera Mini at, to compress and to optimize the data usage that you're uh, using on your smartphone anyway, especially your Android device, maybe you should consider going with Dolphin instead, where you can just turn off. Uh, uh, image loading because that's going to be about 90% of your uh, bandwidth traffic right there.
0: Okay, that's a browser. That's a Dolphin is a browser? Yeah. Okay, I'll look that one up because that one's new to me too. Interesting. Okay, so those are, yeah, I think, you know, it's going to get faster. It's going to be less and less data. And, and, and so it's interesting to kind of hear, understand. I'm not a technical, I'm not a techie, so it's interesting to kind of hear what's going on behind the scenes with some of these of these things that I read articles about. Yep. Uh, so, good. All right. Let's good, Let's get on to the actual here's where you should go and can go as far as provider selection. So, okay. first thing on our list, MNO versus MVNO. What does that mean?
1: Well, uh, we'll start with MVNO. MVNO is Mobile Virtual Network Operator. They basically piggyback off of the MNO or the Mobile Network Operator. And... Uh, and resell the services. The MNOS, those are your AT&Ts, your Sprint's, your T-Mobiles, and your Verizons. MVNO is your Airvoice Wireless, your Platinumtel, your GoSmart Mobile. Uh, well, actually, not GoSmart so much, but your Tang. Uh, the, the the smaller carriers—they're basically reselling the service from the from the big guys on their network.
0: Is when they do that. Um, I, I've I talked with, so I'm I'm using an MVNO, um, Airvoice Wireless, and I've also in the past uh, used the Straight Talk service from from Walmart, um, and uh, which which we'll get to uh, in just a minute. But the two things that I've heard, one is I had I was talking with somebody who was a salesperson for one of the big four, and they said that in by using an MVNO. I would be, I would come second in line to all of the big fours even though I'm using the same towers as AT&T because I'm not an AT&T customer if there was an overload on the system I would come second. Do you know if that's true? I'm not sure if that's uh, necessarily true
1: or not. Uh I, I guess theoretically uh the primary uh operators should uh would would wind up getting uh, preferential treatment and uh and primary uh or uh, primary access to the towers, but if we're treating our uh, mobile devices as an emergency communicator anyway, you don't really need to worry about that, because when you dial 911, it doesn't matter if you have access to the, tow- uh, the, the closest tower or not, whether, you know, if you're on an if you're with their voice and you're not near an AT&T tower but you are near a T-Mobile tower uh you're still going to be able to complete that 911 call and you are going to get priority over everyone else and let's face it if we're if we're minimizing our communications to to their bare necessities when we're out and about the stuff that we're going to to communicate is Either going to be life-threateningly important, in which we're when we dial that emergency number, we are going to get priority, or it's going to be something that you know what doesn't really matter if it's if we're getting the best possible call connection on that uh, on that call as long as the information gets relayed. that—that that should be what matters, and I've never had that problem of my carrier not being able to to uh, complete that call, even on an MVNO. So, it, there may be truth to it, but in reality, when when you actually see it in action, you certainly aren't going to notice the difference.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. What about data speed? Do you think that – because one thing I – and, and I, I'm not – I've never been techie enough to kind of run, like, the speed tests and stuff. But I had a – I always thought that when I switched from AT&T to Straight Talk that um, even though at that time I was running still on the AT&T towers, I felt like my data speed was slower. Would that be normal, or is that probably not? True?
1: Yeah, that 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 actually is true. Uh, most MVNOs, you're not going to have near as fast a, a a network connection as as directly through because you know you're basically adding on a third party uh, layer with that and using using a smaller carrier's servers. But it's not really a restriction so much on the network itself as the MVNO you're dealing with. Uh, like in the case of of uh, Page Plus, they're operating all their own their own servers, and even though uh, the Verizon network can provide a much faster connection speed off of their uh, their 3G service, you're ultimately going to get. Capped at something like 350 kilobyte a second, absolute okay. maximum. So yeah, you're going to get a you're going to take a little, little bit of a hit on data speeds. But if you're only using text-based communications and you're eliminating streaming video and audio and the like, odds are you're not going to notice the difference.
0: Yeah the only the only place that I noticed it at that time, and the reason I'm, the reason I'm I'm. Um, kinda harping on it and asking these questions because I want people like with the information that we're providing um, I think a lot of people are gonna be able to go in the direction that 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 you advocate as far as hey just cut your usage down change your usage patterns but there's a lot of people my age that are gonna still say listen I like you know you like using iHeartRadio I like using um, you know this this app that that sends data off I like you know posting on Twitter, things like that. Well, Well,
1: at that point, you need to basically justify how much that convenience is going to ultimately be worth to you because being able to keep that convenience is going to drastically impact the bottom line on how much you can potentially save with your uh, communications budget.
0: Correct. Uh, But there are some options that we're going to get to with some of these these carriers, uh, sorry, some of these MVNOs. Mm -hmm. And and where just by at least by switching to a prepaid plan, you can have everything except like 4G YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have so that was where when for a while I was on straight talk, I, cut, I still cut 30 bucks a month off my plan by switching from AT&T to straight talk. And I could still, you know, have I had unlimited data. Well, that's that's different now, which we'll get to in a minute. But I had unlimited talk, unlimited text. And and yet I I was you know it saved me a, a good bit of money and I could you still use all those apps so those options are there they're just still going to be in the what forty to fifty dollar a month range instead of the ten to twenty dollars yeah
1: month. potentially and even then you're still there's no such thing as unlimited anything you you read the contracts and there's going to be caps in place
0: well let's so let's go there. What do we look for? How do we choose between people? Uh, if I'm, because uh, we're gonna on the on the show notes, we're gonna give people a list of providers to to consider and see what's appropriate for them. What do we look for?
1: Well, uh, first thing you need to look for is a provider that's going to be able to provide you all the uh, features that you actually need. Uh, not all. MVNOs provide things like call forwarding, for example. So, if call forwarding is important to you, you need to look for some uh, a, a provider that gives you call forwarding. If cheaper data services is more important to you than uh, cost per minute, then you need to find a provider that gives you uh, cheaper per or uh, per megabyte costs on on the prepaid end than than per minute and and the the best way to find out what you're actually going to get out of your service is to actually sit down and read the contract.
0: Nobody does that. Will. come on, seriously. Everybody
1: <laughs> needs to.
0: I know it's been, I've read some of your posts on the super guide and it's pretty, uh, you know, I never used to read those things and, um, kind of reading through some of your posts when I saw some of the stuff that was in there. I mean, you're exactly right. It's, uh, it's foolish. I, I've started reading all those things when you get an application because there's, especially with all the uh, the privacy stuff with Snowden. You know, it, it's it's a good wake up with it's a good wake up call for people to like say, okay, you know, I know that I always knew that everything was public, but let me actually read this, these terms of service. What does this actually say? What am I literally signing? Yes, I'm fine with this too.
2: Yeah,
1: I, let's take uh, Street Talk and Net Ten and their unlimited. Uh uh bring your own device uh, services have you have you actually sat down and read the terms of service from them
0: no i read your uh i haven't i read your analysis yeah. on the uh super guide <laughs> well
1: i basically right there in black and white they basically state that they can terminate you for for using streaming media or any uh, other bandwidth-intensive data usage that falls outside of, like, email, purchasing songs online, and very basic web surfing and, like, instant messenger communication. What good is unlimited data service if they have you so thoroughly tied on what you can and cannot do that you'd never be able to, you know even break two gig worth of traffic a month.
0: Yeah. And that, they, They man, I tell you, straight talk got a lot. If you go online and you start looking at the forums, they've cut so many people off of their data and just boom, the whole thing just yep. stops working. And and, and,
1: and you lose your number. You lose, yep. y- you lose any, uh, remaining credit you paid. I feel really sorry for the folks with like straight talk who, Ooh, if I pay for a year in advance, I can get it down from that forty five dollars a month down to what is it like forty, and then two weeks in, they're they're streaming something off of YouTube, and they wind up losing their service
0: because they're you got to call call Mexico to get to speak to the customer, and
1: and and they're not going to do anything for you anyway, except you know what you kiss your money goodbye because you you breach the terms of service contract. And they get to keep your money. They get to keep your phone number if you liked it. And I mean that's the way it is. So it's important to read the contract to see what is provided, what's not provided, and what can get you ultimately booted. And that's one of the things that makes the claim of unlimited so dangerous. With a lot, lot of these. lot of these providers and it is something even with the good providers that you need to be aware of there are there there are clauses wherever unlimited is bandied about that they can they can arbitrarily define what constitutes network abuse and terminate you and if you truly need the ability to have like Five six thousand minutes a month. You need to either pay for those. You need a provider where you can actually pay for those minutes, or you need a provider who's going to tolerate that level of usage. And that's not going to be from an MVNO.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There still is a place for uh, uh, for the big four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty hard on them, but but it's all about just like with anything, and. and and i i know my show is brand new but but i'll tell you just kind of who i am I, the the thing that drives me nuts is is anybody saying this is the way it is and it, especially talking heads on you know and, and things people always say well this is how it is well i think that the reality is that each person is going to know their their usage patterns and and you know, we can challenge them like, we, like we're doing to say, you know, do you really need this? Is it, is it not worth doing something? Uh, but, uh, but at the end of the day, there are, there are going to be people who are going to need 6,000 minutes a month, and they need, they're going to be out in the boonies. And so Verizon is the only tower that's going to work there, yeah. and they need a smartphone because you know that's that's their only you know connection to to the grid. Yeah, well, you know that's that's a good that's a good spot for yeah. an iPhone on Verizon, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, if
1: if you need it, if you can, if you have the justification to do it, then do so. I, I it it's all about using it as a tool, though, and and prioritizing what's more important. And when you're when you're questioning whether it's worth spending even like seventy dollars a month on a cell phone, then you are clearly paying too much. If you yeah. if you can't see the value to it, then you're already there. You you, you need to you, you need to make the cut. And kind of going back around a little bit, I, I just. I have to point out how absurd it is in this country that in order to actually be able to save money on our cell phone bills, that we have to actually abandon the major four carriers and go to third-party resellers of those services who have their own overhead and their own uh, technical support and, and sales support people just to be able to save money. It's it's mind blowing, it, yeah. but but it is what it is, and as long as the only way to get affordable service is to do this song and dance, then let's let's help people do the song and dance. It's not as hard as say trying to talk your cable provider into shaving ten bucks a month off of your. Uh, off of your internet connection again for like six <laughs> months hey, you just pay for it and you go so
0: yep yep so we'll, let's let's give some people um and uh, on the on the comment you just made one one quick comment my hope and i i think it's really possible i'm i i, I bet you uh i bet you uh a, a, a whatever you want to bet a, a cold coke or whatever <laughs> um uh, i bet you that in two years, my hope is that all this information that we're giving is hopelessly out of date because the major carriers are losing so – like the, the contract players are losing so much business that they have to wise up and say, you know what, we've got to change something.
1: Well, technically speaking, last year was the first year that they've actually had negative growth. In the uh, cell phone industry, and it's been because Americans have finally started going over to more and more prepaid plans through uh, MVNOs.
0: Well, good. Maybe we can co- we'll, we'll continue to contribute to that, and then they'll wake up when uh, when they get to that. Yep. So let's go to some providers. Before we do, though, I want to uh, show why this is 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 such a big deal because my fear is that people uh, maybe have heard this, and we've talked. I think, pretty, pretty straightforwardly about the advantages and disadvantages. But here's – I just want to talk about, like, the, the impact of saving saving, that mo- saving money. So I'm going to run a quick. I got my trusty financial calculator here, okay. and here is one of the things that I did. So I said I was, I was previously paying about $220 a month with AT&T uh, for the two phones and the iPad line, um, unlimited everything, and I've switched that to, like I said, to $35. Um, with uh, Internet at Home. Instead of using unlimited data on the phones, I switched to the Internet at Home, and then uh, we're using Airvoice. So that's $185 uh, a month of savings. So let me run a quick calculation here. Let's say $185 a month um, into an investment account. Let's just for round numbers say that we use, um, we'll use 10%. And let's see. Let's say our target—I don't know. Let's say that we're doing this at 30 years old, and over the course of 30 years of, of savings, right? So let me use a 30-year period of time, starting with nothing. If I took that, if I took that money and invested that, um, my trusty financial calculator here at a 10% rate of return, which is a historical average of 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 uh, of the stock market, um,
1: $421,675.18. Oh, shucks. I was figuring you'd at least be a
0: millionaire by that point. <laughs> okay, here, I'll go to 40 years. I'll go to 40 years. So we'll call this 25 to 65, and uh, we'll go to uh, to 40 years here, and we'll have – one million one hundred seventy-nine thousand seven hundred four dollars and thirty-five cents. <laughs> there we go.
1: So, <laughs> and and suddenly I'm reminded of that old uh, joy of tech uh, comic, uh, where where the, the kid goes to his financial ad- advisor asking about if he should invest in an iPhone, and and the financial advisor goes, well, if you invested that money instead, you'd be a millionaire by the time you're retired. And the last panelist,
2: yes. iPhone 3G, woohoo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's exactly true and that's why it's such a big deal because a lot of times we forget that yes i like convenience i like apps and things like that but the opportunity cost is that now you know i'm likely to have based upon the changes that i've done and just by being willing to download podcasts when i'm on wi-fi instead of on the road and by being willing to use my gps in the car that doesn't need data just a few very small minor things it's likely to result in an extra half million to a million dollars of net worth in my lifetime, just that one little change. Um, so it's a big deal. Uh, so the, just my encouragement for, for the folks listening is that run your own calculation. You know, maybe, I don't know, 40 years is a long time. It, it always is, it feels a little silly when you go that far out because it's hard to imagine 40 years. Uh, maybe, maybe figure, figure it on a year, you know. 185 bucks a month is, is, is in a year's time that comes out to that's $2,220. So that's a that's a really nice trip to a foreign country. Yeah, what, what,
1: uh, what is it that uh Pete there uh Mr. Money Mustache what is it he always says uh $10 saved every month is like $100 invested permanently
0: or some such as that. Yeah, he uses he uses a really useful rule of thumb. He uses um uh 173. He says take your monthly number, multiply it times 173 and that'll give you a 10-year um, ten-year return, and I mm-hmm. think he used. Can't remember. It's a eight percent return. So let's say in my example, using his 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 formula, two. Uh, what did I say? One hundred eighty-five dollars times one hundred and seventy-three. Quick, quick and easy over ten-year period of time. If you take that money and invest it instead, that's thirty-two thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. So big money. Yep, it really is big money. All right, providers. So, first one on our list is AirVoice, and I'll go first because this one's this one's the one that I'm using, and then you and I know your favorite one yep. is the second one on our list. So, um so I'll comment on AirVoice since sure. I've done some research on that one and, and then uh, you can fill in any gaps I missed. Okay. So, um first of all, AirVoice is a, an MVNO that resells space on the AT&T towers. Um I've switched to them 4 five, 4 months ago. Um, they've been great. They really have been great. Like, even just signing it up, um, I don't know all the technical stuff, but the people answer the phone in English. Um, (laughs) They they know what they're doing, and I can tell that they're, you know, they're probably in the U.S. If not, they've got really good accents. Um, Well,
1: they are located out of the Great Lakes area. I think uh, Air Voice is actually up in Chicago, if I recall correctly.
0: Okay. Well, they're doing a really good job, and I'm on the, I'm on, they have a plan that's, that's a $10 a month plan. So you have ten dollars a month, and you can split that out into any combination of voice minutes, text, or data. And voice is billed at four cents a minute. Texts are billed at two cents a text message, and data is billed at thirty-three cents a megabyte. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and so that comes out to your ten bucks if you if you do that. Ten bucks comes out to uh, two hundred and fifty minutes, uh, five hundred text messages. Or I don't figure out the data thing. The data, the data price seems really high to me, so I just don't use the data. Yeah,
1: it, it's um, something like a uh, 30 megabyte of data or some such as that. And yeah. So, some insulting amount uh, of data, which I mean, honestly, if, if we're talking reduced data rates, but the way AT&T charges their MVNOs for uh, for data, you'd think the stuff was you know made out of the finest. Uh, Gold and uh, and jewel ju- and jewel encrusted bits of data that were somehow magically en- en- entrusted upon you through the network. It, it's just <laughs> it's it's absurd, <laughs> but but it's neither here nor there. So
0: yeah. So what did I miss on on Airvoice? Did I miss anything? Well,
1: a uh, couple things. Uh, Airvoice does offer. Auto- auto renew plans which is actually pretty rare in the mvno market uh they they do have rollover with that with that plan so any uh anything you don't use out of that 10 bucks every month is going to continue to carry over so you can so you're you're not just you know losing what you don't use at the end it'll keep going and and that's one of the nice things about Averaging out your usages, if you do wind up having you know a couple lighter usage months followed by a really heavy usage month, given that rollovers there, it, it's going to be able to absorb the uh, the the shock of you know using more than what you normally buy, and that that can be incredibly useful to, to know. Uh, let's see, Airvoice also does uh, call forwarding on their per minute plans, not their unlimited, but. On their permanent plans, so that's something to keep in mind for those of you who who are using like uh, femto cells in your homes to try and get coverage in your in your house where where you're you're not actually getting like AT and T reception. You can set up your cell phone to forward to your handy new VoIP number if you like, and then you don't have to worry about missing any calls.
0: That's cool. I I didn't I. And you know, I saw in the notes here that about the call forwarding, but I didn't I didn't think about why that's important. So that makes sense to me.
1: Yep, of course you're still going to get billed per minute,
0: and you know you'll want to <laughs> you'll want to be real careful about you know not
1: staying too long on calls where you know it's it's been forwarded through. But but it, it is something to consider and something that can be potentially useful. And beyond that, I, they're basically a bring-your-own-device company. So as long as you have a uh, carrier-unlocked GSM cell phone, it, you're you're set to go.
0: And also on, on the ten-dollar a month thing, I want to emphasize because I actually was uh, talking with some friends last night and um, uh, about it. If I run out of texts or minutes, I just buy another ten bucks mm-hmm. and. You know, oh, I spent $20 this month, big deal. Oh,
2: I've doubled my <laughs> expenses.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you actually run it, so even at that, those rates, let's say that I do 30 bucks of minutes divided by $0.04, cents, that's 750 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of talking, and yet you're, I'm still cheaper than than I was. So I get to, for me, the reason I love it so much is because I can still have all the fun of my iPhone. You know, I have my my Kindle on there. So if I'm sitting, you know, if I'm waiting in line, I can read a Kindle book. Or, or, or you know, I still got all of the usefulness of all of my applications. But I just am using it kind of like an iPod. You know, kind of like an iPod Touch, or a tablet that doesn't have a, a data connection. But yet I can still get the the few phone calls and texts that I want to get. So it's been super, super. I we're, uh, we love it. We're super pleased with it.
1: Yeah, and. Uh... By that same token, though, if you're consistently, you know, having to spend like twenty-five, thirty dollars a month on per-minute costs, then you might want to reevaluate whether you want to stick with per-minute or potentially jump up to one of their quote-unquote unlimited plans on the talk and text. So,
0: yeah, I've only had one. Um, you're, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, I've only had one month where I, I wound up doing twenty bucks instead of ten because I was on the road, and I, actually, the reason it was I had a car accident. And so do uh, yeah, <laughs> well and I so I'm on the side of the road and I needed to turn data on to get on the internet and get some phone numbers and stuff while I'm sitting on the side of the road. So I burned through, you know, 6 bucks of data um on the side of the road. But hey, whatever, you know, that's what it's there for. So it it was fine. Yep. Next on the list, your favorite uh, Platinum tell.
1: Yeah, uh, Platinum tell uh that technically uh Platinum Tell has a, a sister company called Give Mobile as well. We'll we'll get to them in a minute. Um they're they're on the uh, they're on the T-Mobile network. They've they've got US-based customer support just like uh AirVoice does. Same region of the country as well. Kind kind wonderful folks up in the Great Lakes region. Uh, we 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 as a country do not give those people near the the credit they they, they really deserve. They're just salt yeah. of the earth, man. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, their their voice prices per minute are a penny higher than Air Voices' ten dollar plan. So you're spending five cents a minute, but their uh, text rates are the same. And more importantly, their per megabyte charge is basically a uh nearly a third of what what Air voice is uh, uh is charging where yeah it 10 cents a megabyte so y- you can actually huh? yeah, that that's that's a, a fair chunk of uh, of data i mean 10 bucks will get you 100 megabytes so that that's that's not too bad um it, we're talking in an era where we're talking about a hundred megabytes of data for ten dollars isn't bad. This is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the future, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you, data caps. Uh, but uh, y- you got cheap data prices. Uh, they don't have any auto renew, but they have they have really long airtime uh, with with their pay as you go. Ten bucks gets you sixty days of service. Um, twenty gets you ninety, and it just keeps going up till I think a hundred bucks gets you a year, and and that that takes care of things sufficiently to where you can you know you don't have to sweat things too much on you know ooh I gotta stay on top of it every month to to renew stuff if you just buy a giant wad of y- you figure out how much uh, you need. In the way of minutes, and say if you're if you figure you're going to wind up uh, using about you know ten bucks airtime a month, go ahead and get like the hundred dollar of airtime, and then you don't really have to worry about it until you know a year from now, and you'll get the little message and you'll, hi, you need to pay before uh, this such and such a date, or else your service is going to get cut off, and you'll lose you know any rollover. But even if you wind up you know missing that time. If you read their their terms of service, which is actually one of the shortest in the industry, you've got something like thirty or sixty days after that point to reactivate the account and keep your phone number, which is a dras- drastic uh uh shift in what a lot of people are used to with, you know, like straight talk, net ten, and track phone, where basically you let your account lapse you lose your number like within 24 hours.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah, a- and it it emphasizes again that you need to read the terms of service. But I mean they're they're forgiving and uh I mean Platinum Tell really shines as a per per minute pay as you go provider. They're a little more expensive than T-Mobile's own Go Smart. Uh, for, you know, the quote unquote unlimited packages, but by the same token, Platinum Tells, uh, customer service is just that much better than anything, uh, T Mobile's ever going to provide you, especially on their prepaid services. And, um, and, and to that regard, too, um, with, with Give Mobile, their their sister company, it's a service that just launched a few months back, uh for the same price as those those uh unlimited packages on the uh on the platinum tell end. On the give end, they donate eight percent of your bill to uh three charities of your choice from like a list of forty five that they support. Hmm. So it, it you get better you want you may wind up paying a little bit more than than go smart for the same you know amount of data and and unlimited uh talk and text but you get better uh, customer service and you have the option of
0: doing good in the world I wonder if they send you a receipt so that you can deduct your 8% of yourself I, from I on your charity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I doubt <laughs> it. I That's not something I'd consider outright charity on your behalf because <laughs> because you got the middleman there. But, I mean, it, it's still... It, it feels good and
2: it helps. Yeah, yeah, it
1: helps. And more people need to be charitable. Uh, doggone yeah. it. Uh, the, we need to do more good with our money. And if... If you can potentially do that by switching to a, a provider that does that, hey, I, I, I just like you know Credo Wireless over on on Sprint. If if the billing works for you and the organizations that they support float your boat, go for it, man. You know it's better than just flushing the money directly down 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 the chute, and can potentially you know help help
0: other people. so. And they have international options, right? Yeah,
1: Platinum uh, PlatinumTel, uh, that's one of the things where, where you wind up getting that price differential. The reason why they seem a little more expensive than, like, GoSmart for basically the exact same service or very close to it, it's because they've already got international services rolled into it. So in actuality, if you need, like, international texting or whatnot, then, then Platinum Tell and Give are going to cost the same amount of money per month as GoSmart is with that international uh, bundle added on. So you might as well just you know go go the uh, the one route versus the other anyway.
0: Got it. GoSmart. Then you're just mentioning them. What's yep. the deal with GoSmart? Well,
1: GoSmart's actually a new brand owned by. Uh, T-Mobile, they've been making a big push into the MVNO marketplace themselves the past few months, and they don't have any pay-as-you-go stuff, but if you're if you're in that category of $30 plus a month uh, on your cell phone service and you just can't rope your usage in, but you want to go with a T-Mobile uh, provider that has cheap data, GoSmart's going to be the one you want to go to.
0: So, that would be good for my young friends who are iPhone app developers that say there's no chance that I'm going to, Joshua, you're being a dum-dum here thinking that I'm going to give up my, all my data usage. But I go, okay, listen, consider Go Smart, right? Yeah.
1: For 45 bucks a month, you can get that uh, unlimited talk text and 5 gig of unmetered, uh, uh, unthrottled uh, data. And then after that 5 gig, you'll get throttled down to, uh, you know, edge speeds. But. I mean, and anyone who's able to use 5 gig of data a month on a cell phone really is using so much data that they need to be on a desktop anyway. So.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's monster. And you would say, even though Straight Talk offers similar, although theirs is capped at, what, three or four, I think? Just uh,
1: well, that's the thing. They don't actually disclose what their caps are.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, you're right. You're right. Uh, but so, but at least you would say go smart better than straight talk, yeah, right?
1: Absolutely. And fact of the matter is, is I think straight talk, uh, America Mobile actually switched over to T Mobile as their primary uh, SIM card provider now. So, honestly, it, for the money. You're getting no better. Uh, the only thing is, is you're in, you're getting an even longer contract w- with an even longer terms of service with even more dubious uh, points of contention where they can just terminate your service without any uh, w- without any warning or, uh, or or question. So if you're going to wind up on a uh, T-Mobile network anyway for for your uh, your data service, go with someone where they're actually. Upfront and honest about how much data you're actually going to use.
0: I uh, I, I got I just I thought I had heard something and I just went and googled it while you were talking. I heard I was listening to Clark Howard the other day, and he had really recommended Straight Talk, but all of his listeners were so frustrated with not knowing the cap, so they hammered on Straight Talk and they finally got Straight Talk to um, to get the, give the number really. Soon- yeah, two and a half gigs. I'll send you the. Uh, two and I'll send ha- you two
2: and a half gigs.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Ugh. I'll send you the I'll send you the link and I'll put it in the show notes on his on his blog. Yeah. So two and a half gigs of high speed data. After two and a half, you're throttled to you 're throttled down, and there 's a hard cap at four gig, well, so the, their the, unlimited data is two and a half gig <laughs>
1: With a hard cap at four gig and even more interestingly is that that may be you know two and a half gig in a month, but if I recall correctly their their data throttling practices are actually on a daily basis, so if you exceed something like i I want to say that uh, others had kind of figured out that the uh, daily cap was like somewhere around 70, 80 megabyte, and you you exceeded that, and they'd already start to throttle you for the rest of the day. So, yeah. Let me tell you, the best place for resources on finding out the the more unsavory side of any particular MVNO carrier, um, even the good ones here, And it's important with research. You really need to know who you're dealing with, and you you should look at both good and bad with any of them. But, I mean, Howard Forums is just an absolute fantastic resource for that because you're going to get full spectrum. You're going to have the people who absolutely love the service. You're going to have the people who absolutely hate it. And there is value in negative feedback because you can tell by that negative feedback where the problems and the shortcomings are
0: in the service. So you said Howard forums. Yes, Howard forums. Okay, I'll uh, I'll look that up. Yeah. And put it in the show notes. Um, moving on, Ting. My brother uses Ting, and he they got this thing um, where like you, you 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 change your plan every month based upon your usage, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's basically kind of this hybrid prepaid postpaid paid monster kind of the best of both worlds in a lot of regards and they have some really nice tools that allow you to uh to uh restrict and uh cap usage and really good provider if you you need several if you're doing like the family plan type of thing where you, you just want one bill for everyone and and they'll basically you know you pool everyone's usage together and bill you only for for what you're actually used. There's no unlimited anything there. Um, they're, they're a newer company. I typically try and skew towards older established MVNOs simply because the marketplace is just so cutthroat and brutal. So, I, like Airvoice and Platinum Tell, they're they're really the granddaddies of uh, the MVNO marketplace they've been they've both been around for over a decade just like virgin mobile has though technically virgin was bought out by sprint uh so that's kind of cheating a little bit uh on that particular number but um it, you want to go with providers who've proven themselves in the marketplace, but I do make exceptions on, on rare occasion. Uh, Ting is one of them. They've only been around for like a year and a half, but they're backed by two cows. You, you remember the company uh, back in the the late 90s where you used to go for like freeware and shareware on the Internet?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That, that's them. They they're actually a, a, a pretty large uh internet uh, services provider and backbone bandwidth uh, the, the whole nine and they recently got into O usage and one of the other nice things is is Sprint's network is I, I believe the smallest uh network uh footprint on uh, on the nation uh with, with Ting, they actually allow for voice uh, roaming with Verizon as well, so that that kind of fills in a lot of gaps and shortcomings for for a lot of uh, Sprint MVNO users. So, if you're seriously thinking about going Sprint, you need to go or, or with a Sprint MVNO, it, you should probably consider using Ting. And it doesn't hurt that they actually let you bring your own Sprint device as well. So, cool, cool.
0: Virgin Mobile is that still owned by Richard Branson, or did he sell that he off? Like actually he actually
1: sold it off uh, a couple of years after uh, establishing it here, and uh, it uh, Virgin Mobile in this country is actually owned by Sprint. Just like my, sister, just my sister's boots.
0: on their network, and and she got she's had a good deal with just with the dumb phone for a long time, but she's really liked their 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 service.
1: Yeah, the 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 their prices and services aren't too bad for both uh, packages that that skew more towards voice usage and, uh, other plans that skew more towards, uh, data usage, and They're they're, they're decent enough, and if you just absolutely, positively have to have an, uh, CDMA-based, uh, iPhone, uh, go Virgin Mobile.
0: So CDMA, you mean if you were on Verizon?
1: If you you were – well, if you've got good Sprint coverage, clearly, because you're really not going to be able to bring any sort of iPhone over to a a Verizon MVNO. But if you just absolutely positively have to have CDMA coverage and you have to have an iPhone, then you –
0: what I'm asking is the CDMA. I thought it was Verizon that used CMA, CDMA. Both is Sprint, Sprint and
1: yeah, both Sprint and okay. Verizon. So,
0: got it. Okay. Do you think that is there any deals to be had there if somebody buys a CDMA iPhone off, off eBay or something? No. Is that something you, to be you worth? have
1: to buy? You have to buy the iPhone straight from Virgin. It's got to be a Virgin branded device. They don't got really. It. They kind of have a bring your own Sprint device. Policy unofficially, but it's kind of difficult to do. It's just easier to buy an actual Virgin branded device. It, it cuts down on portability, but and you're already getting you're already getting clipped hard on the whole portability and taking your handset wherever you go with a with a CDMA provider anyway. So okay, uh, let's
0: see. Page Plus,
1: yes, Page Plus. Uh, they're they're currently a uh, they're a uh, Verizon based MVNO. They've they've got a reasonably decent history and track record of of good. They, they've got good packages uh, at, at good price points, but I am getting a little hesitant on the idea of recommending them anymore because you, you know how I keep kind of not saying the. Uh, the kindest things about the realities of services from uh, you know like straight talk net ten trackphone, any of the other america mobile branded uh, services America mobile put in a, a bid to buy out uh, uh page plus's uh, uh uh parent company and Pretty much every MVNO that that uh, America Mobile has bought out has ultimately gone over to the worse. I'm sorry <laughs> to say. I, I just the the support is terrible. the 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 prices for what you're getting are not that competitive. I mean, I I, I find it I, I find it hilarious that people think they're getting like this fantastic deal on on-track phone with, you know, triple minutes for life on on, on the, the goofy little uh, proprietary phone that they sell you. And y- you do the math, and the triple minutes for life, you're still paying, you know, you're still paying, let's see, $20 for 90 minutes. So you're you're getting, like, oh, geez, 270 minutes for 20 bucks. Well, even the even uh platinum tell two hundred minutes is you know ten you're you're way overpaying, but we we'll, we'll kind of get more I, i've jumped off of uh page plus and gone straight to <laughs> straight to <laughs> I, i've gone straight to the uh to the America Mobile properties, but uh back to page plus for the moment they've still got some good plans and they they 've kind of been the go the default go to for uh uh, Verizon refugees who just wanted to get out, and and uh, unless you need to bring a, a an LTE device or a BlackBerry or an iPhone, you can usually just bring your Verizon device over with you as well without any problems. But yeah. uh, given the whole America Mobile thing, you know we 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 do need to what happens if we lose page plus well there is an outfit called talk for good they're kind of new i am a little skittish about their long term survivability but odds are if uh, if the deal goes through for page plus they've pretty much got it locked and made as long as they uh, you know don't extend themselves too thin so uh, same benefits uh, same benefits right there so Okay. Consider Anybody? consider them potentially as well, but do keep in mind that they haven't been on the uh, scene for that long, so caveat emptor, you know. <laughs> Got it.
0: <laughs> um Straight Talk, Net 10, Track Phone, you've pretty much covered not a huge fan, and we've we've talked a few times about Straight Talk. Is there anything that they do well? Like, is there any reason to go for them?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> if you're... That was, that was, that was,
0: that's kind of a leading question. Yeah, I didn't mean I, it to sound quite that bad, but I mean... Well,
1: uh, it, well uh, as, as a perfectly uh, cromulent, uh, horrible uh, response to that question, if you're a masochist, why not?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: um, but...
1: You know, th- there are limited situations where they may be of use. Like if you are up in the uh, forty to fifty dollar a month range, where you're wanting to bring your own device, and you need the ability, uh, where, where you're on a GSM carrier, and you need the ability to roam off network from uh, your pri- primary provider. Like if if you're on if you're if your T-Mobile coverage or your AT&T coverage isn't sufficient for every place you go but is mostly sufficient but you still need that critical reception that's more than just 911 service access then and you can justify, you know, the the usage and the money then yeah I, you you could you, you could find a case for for usage on that in in certain uh, situations but but not, not often. So, oh, oh, when, when you get down to it, it's all about doing the math. Do the math for what they're actually charging for those services, and you're going to find that there are going to be better providers out there f- offering the exact same service for cheaper. And you don't have to use their crummy phones. <laughs>
0: And I guess you figured, um who's the guy that owns those car Carl yeah, the richest man in the world, so yeah. he's he's doing okay, he'll be all yeah. right Is that your business, I guess <laughs> you,
1: you won't be hurting his bottom line not giving him any yeah. business,
0: <laughs> of course, Carlos, if you need anything, call me, I'm happy to help you know we'll help you work out your customer <laughs> service problems here <laughs> um Republic wireless,
1: okay uh, we were talking earlier about the the dangers of potentially, you know, getting all of your service through data. And this is Republic Wireless and Freedom Pops actually introducing a new uh, phone service here through through their data as well. And I, like I said, I I was I was out in the thick of the uh the May thirty first tornado here in Oklahoma, uh, the one that ripped through El Reno, and I, I noticed that the first thing that went was data. Second thing to go was voice, and the third to go was SMS. And as much as I would love to like Republic Wireless and Freedom Pop for you know providing these quote unquote incredibly cheap unlimited services. I I can't, because all it is is VoIP service wrapped up in uh, in a proprietary mobile phone. And that means you're getting the worst of both mobile service and VoIP. And you're restricted to the Sprint network, which, you know, doesn't exactly have some of the fastest data speeds anyway, especially on the MVNO end, and and if you wind up being in, in an emergency situation with an emergency phone and the first thing to go is your data service you've basically lost all forms of communication with that device so yeah. that that needs to be something that you are you're aware of, and if you really want an emergency communication, this device, you need to be able to go through multiple channels of communication, and you can't do that with those providers. Yeah. It, you think you can, but you can't.
0: That makes sense. So it would. So those, because because I, you know, I, I like the Republic Wireless idea. I mean, basically, their deal is nineteen dollars. They're 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 drum they beat is $19 a month no caps on anything, and the reason we can give it to you really cheap is because we're going to run you through Wi-Fi when we're on Wi-Fi, and then we're going to we're going to trust you to be part of the family and not go too high on your usage when you're when you're not on Wi-Fi. Uh, but
1: but in reality, if you use too much data, you're going to wind up losing your service anyway. And let's be honest, if you're going to be uh, saddled at home using a, a VoIP provider anyway, why why? Why do it through the worst possible way to do it? Why not just properly get a cheaper VoIP provider like VoIPo or some such, and and just go back that path?
0: Yeah, it, it's um, it, you're right. I was I recommended recently Republic Wireless to my sister because she's on the she's on a dumb phone with um, Virgin Mobile, and she's you know years later she's like I think I'm finally ready to go ahead and get a smartphone. So I said, well, you know, you've got this great cheap plan. If you really want a smartphone, you don't use that much. You're at the house where you've got Wi-Fi all day. Why don't you, th- you know, consider this Android that, that Republic Wireless has. It's probably good enough for you to get the experience of the smartphone without without going too high. But, you know, your point about the risks of everything being on the data connection is 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 exactly, you know, as well received. Um, what, what would you, so what would you uh, recommend to her? Um you know, to get the smartphone experience, you know, because I didn't want her to – my conundrum was I didn't want her to be worrying about not using data on the road. So I figured, well, the easiest thing if she wants the smartphone experience would be Republic Wireless. Well,
1: you're you're not really going to get much of a smartphone experience with Republic Wireless uh, anyway, but um... – probably one of the T-Mobile providers. If that is that much of a concern uh, with the with a whole, uh, you know, smartphone experience, then, you know, go with the, the carrier that has the cheapest data services available, you know?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Makes, makes sense. Um, let's see anything else on, on this list here. Um, I guess next thing up on our list is that there are other features and, um, Talk us through Google Voice and other providers
1: well uh google voice it's a great uh, a lot of people use it to augment their service with and uh but a lot because it's basically VoIP so it makes things you know cheaper as long as you know you're not having to pay too awful much for your data but uh Thing that a lot of people don't realize is a lot of Google Voices features are not exclusive to Google Voice. Things like glo- global call hunt, SMS support, you know, voicemail to email, that that sort of thing, cheap international rates. Those can be had with services like uh, Voipo, MS, <laughs> and CallCentric. So, so why why uh, why get involved with with the Google's data mining because I mean let's face it there's no such a thing as a free lunch so why bother?
0: I, yeah, Mr. Obama needs to listen to my calls. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but I, I mean, but it does highlight the necessity for using VoIP as a way to augment and cut down on prices. You you want VoIP for your home? So I uh, you know. Google Voice plus Talkatone or an OB device at home. If you really want to go the Google Voice route, that that can work. What, what is OB? What
0: uh, the, is the OB the
1: uh, the, the OB High devices, like the OB One Hundred and Ten, uh, they're basically little ATAs that you can actually tie into uh, to Google Voice, just like Talkatone can on on a smartphone. So that got it. Yeah, that basically allows you to tie like an old analog telephone to, to your Google Voice account. But you, you get what you pay for, and Google Voice is not that great of a service. Take it from someone who's had them since the uh, Grand Central days. I, <laughs> the only reason why I'm still with them is is purely, uh, uh, purely the uh, the momentum. And the fact that I don't want to give Google a credit card number. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here's,
0: here's one thing also that I like about Google Voice, um, and, and maybe there are others as well. Uh, but one thing I like uh, about Google Voice is that I can have one phone number that I don't have to pay for as far as money out of pocket mm-hmm. – that I can always use. So even if I go out of the country for a month or a couple months or things like that, I can just shut off. Especially with prepaid, it's so wonderful. I can just turn off my uh, my prepaid phones, um, and no one has those numbers. I can disconnect any kind of like those services and save that money. Yeah. And Google Voice will uh, will email me my voicemails, and I can you know call well, people on the road.
1: And like I said, that's not a that's not a service exclusive to Google Voice anymore. Most most really good VoIP providers already have that option as well.
0: Do they have it for free, like without a monthly without a monthly fee? Well,
1: not without a monthly fee. If you're paying for you know VoIP service, you know, but you do get it as part of the uh, base package. You're not spending extra for it. So if you're if you're already going to be spending money for VoIP service at home, why drag Google Voice into the uh, into the mix when you can uh, replicate those features
0: for? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. All right, anybody else on our list anything special okay. about phone power and nettalk? Uh
1: well, Talkatone or sorry, not Talka. Uh, Voipo, Voip MS, Call Callcentric, Future Nine, Phone Power and, and Nettalk. Those are kind of the the core uh core providers that offer some of the cheapest service thing with net talk is, is I, i'm not crazy about them because they're basically selling a proprietary device and and you know you're locked into it but if you're just absolutely positively looking for the absolute cheapest uh, uh voip service at home possible go net talk it's going to be cheaper than the magic jack the service is going to be better and and uh and you're not going to have the restrictions with it. So, but all of these providers, it's just like the MVNOs. You need to look to see what's going to give you the best options that you need, because not all of them have things like SMS support. Not all of them have visual voicemail. Not all of them, you know, do uh, do global call hunt. Uh, so... And some of them have you know the option of a free second number or or you you just gotta you, you gotta look at the services, what they offer, what their prices are, and kind of determine where to go from there but that said, of all of them per month, if you're willing to pay for a couple of years up front, is gonna be your cheapest most feature rich for the money so
0: we may have to we may have to do another show uh just on VoIP because um you know, we're going long, and, yeah. and it's, it's. I'd love to provide a, a resource just on VoIP and talk people through their options. Because you know, you mentioned Magic Jack. You mentioned these here. You, you know, we haven't talked about Uma, and we don't need to go into it right now. Oh but, uh, Uma. <laughs> Don't not get, a fan. Don't,
1: don't get me started on UMA. All right.
0: <laughs> Understood. We're going to have to have an extra one because yeah. it's, it's interesting because Consumer Reports says UMA is the best one for the last few years. But, but Someone's interested-
1: not doing any math on that. <laughs> I'll
0: be interested in, uh, in hearing your thoughts on it. So, And there's obviously here's the other thing is that people need to understand where they're at as far as the technological s- side of it. So sometimes, you know, if if you just want a plug-and-play solution, you might need to choose one. It may not be the cheapest, but if you can deal with, if if there, you know, you can bring together a situation. There's always little little things that you can exploit if you if you know what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, and the last thing is, I think we said it before, but there's always the option of maybe you don't quite need a cell phone. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Maybe (laughs) you don't
1: actually need a cell phone, But, but, but by the same token, I can understand the concern for those people where, I mean, we've become a society without any pay phones because of cell phones, so you want that emergency lifeline. Well, good news. You don't have to pay money for that emergency lifeline. If you're just looking for a phone that can dial 911 access, any decommissioned phone will work.
0: Absolutely, and I, any any phone is going to dial nine one one, even if it no matter no matter what it, it's yep. going to dial. Yep. And then here are my here are my other things: is that if you need that emergency phone, that's thing that's thing one. Thing two. Is you can use either some sort of mobile device or tablet that has Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and you, you know you can use an iPod Touch, a cheap iPod Touch off of eBay, and you can use that for all of the email stuff. And there's Wi-Fi everywhere, and/or you can always go and find an old Kindle 3G yep. that will have limited email on the phone, and all of that stuff is free. So for those who are pretty hardcore, there are lots of free solutions that you can uh, you can accomplish. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, all right, I'm going to throw at you a couple of scenarios, and because we've you know we've talked about a lot, and obviously I think it has been really great. I've enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to give you a couple scenarios, and first I want to I want to give people um, carrier carrier guidance. So um, because a lot of times you get into CDMA and GSM and all this, well, what phones work with what phones? Mm-hmm. So if I have an AT&T phone of the list of MVNO providers that we're, that we're suggesting people look at, mm-hmm. which of those providers will take my AT&T phone?
1: Well, uh, providers, like w- without being carrier unlocked, you're pretty much uh, stuck with AT&T MVNOs like AirVoice HDO wireless uh, um a few others, I'm I'm at a loss for at the moment, but I mean. The- okay,
0: so, so that's two. So if yeah. I if my phone is not unlocked, it'll I can take it to AirVoice or you said H Go Wireless H uh, two O. H two O wireless. Yeah. Okay.
1: And and conversely, if you're someone under an AT and T contract and you want a new phone, technically speaking, you can just buy one of those Go phones off the shelf, one of the AT and T's prepaid phones. They'll work just as well. Just drop a SIM card in and you're done.
0: So. Got it. Got it. And now, if my phone is unlocked, but it's an AT&T phone, then I can go to AirVoice, PlatinumTel. Who else? Uh, pretty much any uh, GSM provider. Uh, Which ones are the GSM providers?
1: Well, uh, AirVoice, GoSmart, uh, PlatinumTel, GiveMobile. Um, um, there's uh, oh geez, I there's someone else I wanna. Mentioned, but I am drawing a blank at the moment. Uh, and they weren't that important. Uh, I, I primarily stick with with just recommending those guys anyway, simply because of the price and the service and the longevity. But uh, basically, if if any provider, oh, consumer cellular, that's who I was talking about. They're kind of the uh, GSM equivalent of Ting. Only you have to manually uh, juggle between. Uh, between tiers of, of of service, and they have really steep overages, and well, it's basically it's basically what you'd expect from the Ting experience if it was filtered through the AT and T through through the AT and T distortion field. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> which got I, it. I, it? It's
1: consumer cellular is actually not not too terrible uh but but it, it's considerably more expensive as is pretty much nearly any AT&T uh MVNO but uh but it, it any any uh MVNO that provides a SIM card you're going to be able to use in your unlocked AT&T or unlocked T-Mobile phone so okay
0: so T-Mobile phones would be the same list that you just gave me for AT&T. Yeah. Uh
1: you, you can you are going to run into uh some issues uh if you're wanting high speed data with like a uh T-Mobile MVNO. There are some changes being made, but you're probably if if high speed data really matters to you, you're probably going to want to get a a pentaband M, uh T-Mobile uh cell phone that's carrier unlocked to be able to take advantage of of high high speed access on on a T-Mobile uh a, from a T-Mobile uh, network provider so but okay. beyond that and basically whatever applied for AT&T you know you you can switch it around for for the T-Mobile MVNOs and, and vice versa so it basically just reverse what i said before
0: <laughs> got it got it now, if I've got Verizon, I can go directly to which of these characters without without any trouble?
1: Page Plus or Talk for Good.
0: Okay. So if I've got Verizon, Page Plus and Talk for Good is where I go. And then Sprint?
1: Your your options pretty much are going to be like Ting, uh, Virgin Mobile, and uh, and uh, Eco Mobile.
0: Okay. Got it. All right. Um... Any closing thoughts or anything we missed? Well, uh all, all I can really
1: say is the same thing that I always say, research, research, research. Uh do the research, work out what you actually need to to be well informed as a customer. Do the math. I and and sit down with your bills. I mean, know that very few people in this world need anything near approaching unlimited. And and remember that uh, unlimited doesn't actually mean infinite. So do the math and read the contracts that you're getting into, understand them. If you see a contract that's way too long, that's not a good sign. You know? So as long as you know what what you you need, you've researched, you've done the math, you you know what you need out of your provider and you have a contract that you understand, you're golden. Beyond that, I I always advise try and stay away from any sort of vendor walk-in and with with handsets and devices. If you buy a phone that is proprietary only to that to that provider, and you literally cannot take it anywhere else. Well, kind of like you know Virgin Mobile's handsets, or or Cricket, or uh, or or any of the uh, provi- uh, any of the phones from Straight Talk, Net Ten, and uh, and, and Track Phone. You're you're locked into those providers. You're not going to be able to take it anywhere else. So. Lock in can be a nasty thing, and as long as you're locked in, you don't have the freedom to be able to go elsewhere. And ultimately, you need to be willing to compromise.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's been, you know, I I think I I've got a good understanding of of what I think how a lot of people think about it. Mm-hmm. I used to be very scarred about going over and having, being shocked by a huge bill. And so I said, well, I'll just go with unlimited and that way I don't have to think about it. And it's, it's an easy thing to think about. But as my little math, you know, example proves that if you need unlimited, like if you need, like you said, thousands and thousands of minutes, great. um, Go for it. Uh, But most people don't. And it's worth it, it's worth the time, you know, saving 50, an extra 50 bucks a month just by making a couple of switches. is it's substantial over yep. time, uh, saved saved and invested. So, um, well, it's been fun. Yes, um, it has. It's been fun. Well, I've enjoyed having you on. And and um, thank you for having so me. as far as where people should go, so you uh, got your site. I'll put links. In, I'll, I'm going to put extensive show notes for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this episode this episode I went and checked. It's going to be episode four. So okay. to get to the show notes, go to uh radical personal finance dot com slash episode four. Just type that into the browser it'll go right there. I'll put extensive show notes directing people to com also to the super guide on the the money mustache forums. Um, let's see, would you prefer people ask you if, if people want to ask you questions, would you prefer they do it on the super guide or on your website? Or do you have a preference there? Well, I,
1: if you want to ask questions, they're on uh, Radical Personal Finance or uh, drop me a line directly off of my feedback form on my website. That'd be fantastic. I mean, I do frequent the forums as well. I, I'll answer questions wherever, but don't be afraid to ask.
0: Yeah, so leave, people can leave uh, leave, show, leave questions right in the in the, the notes on this, uh, on this podcast, and uh, we'll try to make sure that... Uh, that we'll seize them, and then if there's if there's something we can do, and I got an idea that uh, you know, if you're willing, we might be doing this in a year, and it'd be totally different. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, the markets change, so
0: they change quite yeah. quite quick, and then we'll see about kind of the schedule and If this is well received, but maybe we'll do another one on VoIP because okay. uh, I know that's something you've got expertise, and it's totally new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just bought a magic jack and um so Oh
2: you poor thing.
0: <laughs> well that was saying I said, so I you didn't have an I just decided uh it was on sale and I said, Well let's let's try it out but I probably could return it, so maybe we should do it sooner than later, but we'll see. <laughs> Alrighty. I'll play with it. Thank you, Will. And with that, um this has been episode four of the Radical Personal Finance uh podcast. As always, leave me uh leave some comments on the show. Um let us know how we can help you. My goal is to provide um world-class information content and advice that doesn't have a specific agenda to beat you over the head to say this is what you should do, but rather to, with the assumption that you're an intelligent consumer, if you know the information, you'll make the decisions that are right for you. So um, have a great day, everybody.